Do you need a brand new Disney theme park but don't have the funds? Well, you're in luck. Introducing the Studio Theme Park. Bare sound stages, faux facades, tramp doors with old props scattered along the pathway. It may seem lazy, but we'll just say it's clever theming. It's almost as if you're a poorly paid Union Key Grip wandering the back lot looking for a snack while on break from your oppressive film gig. Your audiences will love it. Please note, attractors are few gift shops to plenty. We cannot guarantee satisfaction. Very likely will cause claims for refunds. Have a like today and remember, we'll see you in the movies. Except we won't because we don't actually film here. Welcome, dreamers of all ages, to another episode of Unbuilt, an unrealized theme park podcast. With me today, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Dorman, and I Hello. am feeling a little, I'm feeling a little spooky today. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm being haunted, and I also have a strange feeling of, what is this, deja vu? Yeah, I got a few objections. Mm. I can see premonitions into the future of me oh falling asleep in front of Disney+. Plus. <laughs> But I'm going to light a vanilla candle, and it's going to be a game changer. Will it, though? <laughs> what? You're not in the theater? Is you're it coming in... to theaters? It is coming to theaters. No, it's... Wait, really? Oh, I... oh no. That's not a... No, 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 no. You're kidding. I'm Wait, not... really? Yeah, it's coming to theaters. That's a theatrical release? Um, theatrical release. I'll be honest. I... Okay, so I watched the trailer. So I... oh, oh, we're, watched we're talking the... about the context. Haunted Mansion <laughs> movie coming up. <laughs> Yeah, admittedly, I guess we should probably talk about what what movie we're right. <laughs> we're talking about. But yeah, no, I I uh, I saw the trailer for the new Haunted Mansion movie directed by what did they direct? Something? Anything interesting? I think he directed Dear White People. I thought it was a woman. Uh, it's Justin Simeon, I think. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, no, I I saw the trailer for the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, really star-studded cast. They they really spared no expense. <laughs> yeah, it's what uh, uh, it's Lakeith Stanfield, Rosario Dawson, Tiffany yep. Haddish, Danny DeVito, Owen Wilson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jared. That's Lotto. right. And well, <laughs> who, who who else? Who else is there? Am I forgetting somebody? I don't think so. I don't remember. Or are you intentionally skipping somebody? I I don't think I am. If I said Jared Leto, I'm not. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say like I. That, those are the ones I noticed. Owen Wilson mm-hmm. was the one that I was most surprised by. But it's great. It's the old Disney, like whoever's on payroll, so that you can call. <laughs> Ryan Gosling is still listed on the cast on uh, on Google. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. Is Del Toro evil. still on there? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro directing with Justin <laughs> Simeon. It's a split project between <laughs> between the two. It looks really awful. Um. In my opinion, not that that matters because I know nobody cares, but now, not that also not that it wasn't expected. But like, I think you, I'm sure you noticed a lot of people were talking about the uh, special effects that are modern digital movies have, like where they use where the, where it's it's a uh, it's color graded for a lot of things are color graded for a variety of mediums, phone, theater streaming yeah um, like that's the one thing about this in this new digital age where 
everything has this color graded sheen so they can like really make the film look like it's through a specific filter yeah, and but the problem is people were talking about how because they were showing the pictures of star wars in the dark and they're like oh it's because lighting is bad and people were correcting them and saying it's not really true it's the problem with the grading and some of the post-production and mm-hmm. this movie just has like it's a full however long what 90 something minutes i'd imagine Probably like Probably um, more. They exactly have a full a full movie of just ugly as sin <laughs> visuals and like man, I don't know. The Jungle Cruise movie didn't like do too well, right? It probably did. It, it did all right for a movie that came out during the pandemic, right? But it seems like mm-hmm. the Haunted Mansion. You have the Pirates of the Caribbean, which is like a full five six film series, right? I think I think five film series, five, yeah. And then you have the Jungle Cruise, which like is attempting to be a rip on Jumanji, but like pretty pretty big money behind it mm-hmm. and now you have this movie which according to google i don't believe this at all has a budget of 157 million that is correct yes yeah but it looks like shit like <laughs> it looks awful where did the money go probably into the number one the actors and number two probably into a lot of the special effects because let's just say that very little of it is probably practical Oh, like none of it. And yeah. and I don't think that it looks good enough to have 50 billion times the budget of Muppet Haunted Mansion, yeah. which looks bad, but not that much worse. <laughs> well, okay. So we reviewed Muppet Haunted Mansion a couple of years ago when it came out, but we, we really haven't talked about the 2003 Eddie Murphy movie. Did you see it in theaters though? Three no, I was only three. You were only three, right. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So... <laughs> I was actually active on the forums, like Laughing Place at that time, and Mm -hmm. they were making three movies, The Country Bears, Pirates, and The Haunted Mansion. And when the tagline or the synopsis for The Haunted Mansion came out as they were casting... People were like, oh, no. And the original like log line was a oh, it's like a workaholic dad learns how to respect his family with help from a ghost. And people were like, oh, this sounds awful. And somehow hmm. it was worse than that <laughs> because the, the movie just did not really care about the ride. It wanted right. to be more of a goofy Eddie Murphy family movie than it really did want to be a Haunted Mansion movie. I mean, it's what worked at the time. I right. mean, it was a safe bet was to do a Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy family movie. Right. So Guillermo del Toro announces he's going to do this. And everyone's like, hooray! And then, Eddie, uh, and then Guillermo del Toro drops out, and eventually it's given to the writer of Ghostbusters 2016, Katie DePold. And the logline is a single woman and her son move into the Haunted Mansion and like they uh, enlist all these people to, you know, exercise the ghosts. Okay, weird. Why are we going with this family thing again? Why isn't I just don't get why these movies aren't about the ghosts. And that's the thing. The only ghost casting that we have is Jared Leto, unfortunately, as the Hatbox Ghost. Now, yeah. Okay, cool. The Hatbox Ghost is in this, whereas the old three version, I think it was doing like Master Gracie and his bride and was kind of riffing on that idea. But this one, it's kind of going for a more of a, a little bit more of a deep cut. And Constance, I guess, is in there in a weird way where she looks like like a, a creepy horror ghost which is weird i know people are pointing out well she looks like 
the one from the Haunted Mansion at Disney World when it opened in 1971. But why is it doing that weird head shaking thing? It's I I don't know, man. It's there's so much wrong about this, mm. and I I don't get why these Haunted Mansion movies are so obsessed with having the humans be the 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 source material for the jokes. Yeah, wow. I, I just don't think you can do. I'm becoming more nihilistic as to the ability yeah. to do a theme park ride as a movie because if you mm-hmm. look at Pirates of the Caribbean, the most successful bit is that it's just a Gore Verbinski movie about pirates. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's not really there's like, of course, little nods maybe to the ride and integrations of basic premises, but they don't try to. They're not hyper obsessed with perfectly nailing the ride. Mm-hmm. They just nail the ride's essence, which is pirate fun. Yeah, the essence of the haunted mansion. Is isn't you're a human going to the haunted mansion, right? The essence is that there's ghosts in the haunted mansion. This seems like the more interesting way to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's about you're touring it. The ghosts do not want to come out. Leota uh, materializes the ghosts. The ghosts come out and reveal themselves to not be as scary as you once thought. Right. That is literally it. And the problem, and it's, this is just a teaser. Okay, maybe they're going to go for it. Maybe. That'd be cool. But seemingly the tone of this is, scary ghosts, we got to get rid of it. And I'm a funny human, and I'm saying funny human stuff. But, oh no, the scary, scary ghosts hope they don't have fun. And it was almost the exact same thing with the O3 version. Oh, no, scary ghosts. We got to get out of this situation. Scary ghosts, scary, yeah, scary zombies. And the ghosts never really have fun. Yeah, we had the graveyard scene and there's a Wallace Shawn ghost. But but that's it. Like, there's no there's no raw silliness really in there that the ghosts are supposed to be fun in the end. That's the big um, problem. Do you remember that cartoon that was like, that never, it never got picked up, right? Uh, But the concept art was showed off by the creator. Mm -hmm. That one looked really neat. It just seems like the Haunted Mansion fits on like a little cartoon yeah, kind of because it should be comical and the it design should. should be zany, right? That's but the focus is on the just, ghosts, yeah. And, and what's 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 killing me is that people who are praising this goes, okay, number one, it looks like the ride. Okay, I'll give you that. The O three version doesn't really match the ride. This there's more references to the ride. I guess bare minimum a cheat. Okay, but two, they're like, oh, well, there's an actual horror vibe in here. That's great. And I'm just like, okay. Go into the Haunted Mansion and tell me going through the entire ride is the entire ride. Is that a horror ride? And you would probably go, well, not I mean, not really kind of. And I think it it speaks to it speaks to where we as cinema goers in general really aren't able to do funny ghosts anymore. And it's weird like even like Ghostbusters Afterlife and like Answer the Call really had a difficulty like going about the idea that the ghosts are also supposed to be in on the fun, which yeah, at least Ghostbusters got right. Okay, I think the we, yeah we're we're somehow somehow adverse to the idea of a horror comedy where the supernatural is the comedic part. Mm. No, I I do think that like if you want to make a good if you wanted to make a good haunted mansion movie you either a enlist Guillermo del Toro to do it um yeah. that's just the obvious answer mm-hmm. but b like if you wanted to do something interesting I don't know you can make like a William Castle movie yeah. like a really schlocky fifties horror movie um it, it, to play up the comedy of 
the whole thing to make it like a really fun it, it, this is a little yeah. too self-serious while also being self-referential i think that's right. like a problem that a lot of the modern disney stuff has is that it's mm-hmm. so bending over so far backwards to appease a bunch of people on the internet which makes it look stupid so serious yeah this should at least be a back and forth between the humans and the ghosts yeah i have no problem with making the hatbox ghost a villainous character that sure. was the idea in the game perfect fine i don't care that's great but there should be funny ghosts too because there's funny ghosts in the haunted mansion this shouldn't be just about the humans this should Mm. be about the humans and the ghosts i do not get this i i do not i'm sorry but i think a monster uh, of the week like endless haunted mansion cartoon would have worked really nice i also yeah, think that you, if you want have that you know, good haunted mansion movie. comic characters comic sidekick characters i don't care there should be good ghosts damn it have you seen crimson peak <laughs> that's yeah, not funny i haven't seen it okay that's i know the closest, it's, yeah it's very yeah, haunted mansion-esque yes pretty much the closest you're gonna get to like a self-serious haunted mansion movie right um because it's a it's just a pretty solid it's not mm. great but it's a pretty solid right. game of the toro uh, like gothic horror movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I have so to be honest. I didn't even know it was coming to theaters. Yeah, it's a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, really July twenty eighth. It's coming to theaters. I think I'm. I don't know. I'm thinking big flop here. I don't think anyone's gonna care about this crap. It'll hit Disney Plus. It'll just I'm, go back under the radar. I'm very curious to see how it's gonna do. I well, it, honestly, it looks, I do not know if it's gonna be a flop or a hit. I have no. It luck. looks ugly as sin. Go either way. I, I can guarantee you it's going to be a flop. I'll put money on it. Oh, all right. I mean, I put money on it because it's like you, you. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't feel confident to be as confident as you are. I mean, look, you go take a look at uh, Nutcracker in the Four Realms. <laughs> I mean, Nutcracker, with... what is that based on? Everybody knows the Haunted Mansion, at least. No, I don't think so. I, I think everyone knows the Haunted Mansion, but I don't think everybody cares about the Haunted Mansion. In the same, like, here's the thing like, Pirates of the Caribbean isn't. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Pirates of the Caribbean is iconic, but like the success of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies is that they exist in like a vacuum. They're just good movies. Yeah. The first three, I think, are just really good movies. They're and really I, enjoyable I would action say movies. that the Pirates movies are more popular than the ride. Easy. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because even if you don't like the ride, which most people probably, they knew it, like there's the famous song, yeah. but they probably don't, you're not obsessed with it like people on Twitter. When you watch those movies, you just get a really good action movie. Big right. bottom of the bottom of the line, it's a good action movie. It's a it's a good adventure movie. I think the problem with this is that it has no identity of its own that's any interesting. And all of the identity that it does have is only going to be appreciated by a small sect of people on Twitter. Because yeah, true, true. Mo- because you know, if you take like if you make a Ryan Gosling gothic haunted mansion movie, like whether mm-hmm. it's about the humans or not, right, or about the ghosts, if you make it an original movie with these features that are part of the ride i think you're more likely to bring people in but if you make it just callbacks to the ride and an empty movie (laughs) it's not like this has a beyonce soundtrack like the lion king (laughs) you know you can't just like people don't just want to go see live action versions of things they know Mm. i i i I just can't believe it's coming to theaters to be completely honest well we will keep track on this for the next few months uh, as it nears uh, close to its release but for now, it is time to conclude our Hooray for Hollywood series with a look. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you, you, you want to hum it again? Yeah, just go I ahead. keep doing it. I, do you, I, does that play in any of these or is that copyrighted? Uh, you mean Hooray for Hollywood? Yeah. I mean, I haven't put it in, but uh, let's put it in. Come on, there let's you go. Be, yeah, as we go into our main topic. <laughs> 
here we are for our main topic uh, for Disney MGM Studios Europe. Now, you might be thinking, wait a second. <laughs> I know there's a Studios Park in Paris, but it's not this. This is the original version of this, the much, much better version of this. Neither of you of I have been to Disney Paris, am I correct? No, I have not. Are you aware of the Walt Disney Studios Park? I am. My my parents went to Disneyland Paris recently, and oh their big review was, oh my god, it is so gorgeous in the main park, and oh my god, it is so ugly in Disney Studios Paris. <laughs> when did they visit? Oh, maybe less than a year ago, I think. Oh no! Was that, I think so? Trying, this is like the better years of it, too. Yeah, I know. Maybe it was before. Maybe it was within two years. But yeah, they just were like, "Wow, I could not." They could not believe crossing the street that even with the updates, how absolutely ugly and garbage <laughs> the park is. All right, but it's cheap, right? So yes, that is true. <laughs> but it did start life off as something much, much different. In the show notes, you can see the shiny concept art of what it was originally going to look like. Do you like it? Does it look nice? Ooh, ah, uh, this is, you can put the sound effects there. It could have been this beautiful Disney's Hollywood Studios. I mean, Disney MGM Studios Europe. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, <laughs> it wasn't to be. So let's talk about what it is. So in the 1980s, Michael Eisner started two projects, a Disney Studios theme park in Orlando to compete with Universal and a European Disneyland just outside Paris to break into another overseas market. Eisner imagined a resort destination for the European park and so came with it five hotels and even contractual promises to build a second theme park within 10 years. A third park was actually promised in 30 years, uh, which was a contractual stipulation which has since been altered and pushed back. You might be wondering, well, why did they push it back? And it should be fairly obvious why. <laughs> so are you saying uh, when you say push back, you mean that there are still like tentative plans to build a third park that are just yeah, delayed? Correct. Hmm. Yes. Like they they wanted this to be Europe, Disney World. I mean, like, really? Right. Yeah. So despite the cultural pushback, Euro Disneyland opened and Eisner was dead set on making good on its promise for a second theme park within 10 years and doing it in just three. Enter Disney MGM Studios Europe. You can see there the model. And this was in the opening day special for the park for Euro Ooh. Disneyland. This is the model shop at Walt Disney Imagineering, where every detail of Euro Disney has been built to scale, and where plans for the next 25 years of Euro Disney are already being made. For as Walt Disney himself once said, Disneyland will never be finished as long as there are people with imagination, with new dreams and new projects somewhere in the world. Before this year ends, the ground will be broken for a second theme park, the Disney MGM Studios Europe a working motion picture and TV production facility that will give visitors the opportunity to experience the world of movie making and the golden age of Hollywood. Opening date, 1995. You can actually see this model as they're putting it together. They're like, we're going to put this in three years. Euro, uh, uh, Disney MGM Studios Europe is coming. Uh, originally given an ambitious 1995 date and planned for groundbreaking before 1993, Disney MGM Studios Europe was a sister park to the recently opened, extremely successful park in Orlando. 
Despite the $2.3 billion price tag, it was still considered a faster and cheaper expansion due to how easy it was to build a soundstage and already cloned attractions. So even though it was it was it had a hefty price tag, but they would be able to build it in just two years because they've already done so much of it already. So there is an actual map of Disney MGM Studios Europe right mm. there and what everything was going to be. To get to the park, guests would either go from an esplanade between Euro Disneyland Park and Disney MGM of a small lagoon featuring the Sorcerer's Mickey hat on the studio side or enter from a parking lot on the other side of the spark the new park taking red car trolleys to the entrance you know like they have in dca yeah red right. car trolleys you would actually take them to the entrance hmm. and there you could see the actual like the lagoon that would be in this esplanade kind of really empty cool. <laughs> well yeah because it's a model <laughs> right <laughs> uh guests would enter the park underneath an archway and encounter several pueblo themed buildings for the entrance all leading to a massive soundstage. Inside, guests would enter an indoors recreation of Hollywood Boulevard from Disney MGM Studios, but always set at night. This road would be diagonal and lead into the main park. This was to be the series of three interconnected sound stages, one of which was a show theater accessed from inside, recreating and called, appropriately enough, the Hollywood Bowl. Outside, guests would find themselves in a very similar courtyard with the Grauman's Chinese Theater right in front of them. Inside, a version of the great movie ride would be held called Grand Movie Palace, taking guests specifically into the history of European cinema. Myself, I would be excited to be placed inside Jean-Luc Godard's Breathless and ride that exciting French new wave. How about you? Through, yeah, you get to go through some uh, Jacques Tati. What a horrible, mm. horrible ride to sit through Breathless. <laughs> it would just be the most depressing ride ever. I'd love that. That'd you be amazing. Love, you would just yes. be all over this thing. And then they would shut it down mickey and minnie's Ugh. lightly depressive <laughs> runaway railway much much more lighter runaway <laughs> existential crisis yeah it would be like okay well there used to be like mostly black and white in here <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're just gonna like pave that over yeah i i do think that like had they built that i know we'll talk about this later but like i think the insult to the french people would have been significantly worse than it already was Disney was like, we're going to be putting Disney. together some classic French new wave. Disneyfication uh, of European cinema. Like, oh boy. Like, I guess, I mean, you could do at least like Sergio Leone because, I mean, those are, those are spaghetti westerns and that's Europe. So it doesn't right, necessarily the, have to be French. You'd imagine like French audiences would be... Mm-hmm would be like much more pissed off if yeah. Disney was like, oh, you know, French movies like like Sergio Leone. And isn't that Italian? Yeah, Italian. But it's European. Oh, okay. oh, you, this, oh it's I, all I, European all cinema? Euro- oh. European cinema, not, not oh, my French goodness. cinema. European cinema. Wow. Okay. Well, that yeah. includes, you get to put some Solo by Pier Paolo Pasolini. Oh, my God. You wouldn't go on the solo ride? Uh I would uh I would pass, but I would <laughs> I would I would gladly hand some vomit bags off to people. Have the smell of vision like yeah. in oh, no. Journey to Imagination. Oh or... god. Like I guess <laughs> I don't know. You could like do some British cinema, like have some Monty Python stuff, or like uh, the scene from Train Spotting. <laughs> you have you ever seen like that movie, the, uh, bi- Bicycle Thieves? 
<laughs> yes, his bicycle. Yeah, he, yeah. They should show the Vittorio De Sica, like the little guy, the guy crying with his kid because he can't mm. afford to work after the war. He's just running, chasing people down. Yes, thinks you stole my bicycle, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He comes and he takes <laughs> the ride, and he'll yeah. drive you through. Oh my gosh, that's history. He takes over. Yeah, and he's yeah. Like, he's holding a gun. He's like, <laughs> I, I, I know one of you guys stole that's my bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that's, I, that's I, horrible. I need bike. I, I I can't do my job and I'm going to go broke even on my bike. And then I don't know, like he finds a bike, but it's like a cursed bike and he like vanishes or something. I don't know what it is. That would be an incredible addition to the bicycle thieves lore. Yeah. That's oh horrible. <laughs> like it's just, it's just such a, a bonkers idea. I mean, again, a lot of this is better made for like American cinema, which is much more commercial and bombastic, but yeah, I mean, we have Hollywood. Um, right, right. Well, yeah. Uh, but whatever. Um, you could put like Bollywood in there and argue that in a very bad time well, in history, Bollywood is Asian. No, I know, but it's, yeah, never mind. Right. Moving on. <laughs> I don't know. Like, is there any, uh, like Irish cinema or Danish cinema? Oh, well, of course Ger- you could do German that. cinema. German. Yeah. Put some Werner Herzog. Oh, Aguirre, yeah. the wrath of God. Uh, and then they would replace that. Obviously, eventually with Werner Herzog and the Mandalorian just saying, I would like to see the baby. Yes. <clears throat> I bought an action figure of him at Best Buy. Wow. Yeah, this is a good figure of Werner Herzog or Werner Herzog no, in the Mandalorian. The Werner Herzog in the Mandalorian because right. the Best Buy I have like has all the overflow stuff. So they had a bunch of the Martin Freeman figures from Black Panther. Oh my gosh. Which <laughs> Yeah, I would I would totally go on the New Wave Cinema ride to tighten up this 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 little tangent here. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> does Star Wars count because it was filmed in like in London in some parts and like, where's where's Tunisia again? You know uh, that Disney would like stretch that because the Muppet Show was also filmed in London. So like, oh, that's them, put right. The that's right. It was a British TV show. Yeah. You go. Yeah, you can kind of tell. You know the 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 ones on Disney Plus have the British interstitials yes, in them. They do, yeah. Yeah, they're all really bad. Oh, my gosh. All right, all right. Now you're insulting the Muppet Show. No, no, no. They're all good. Yeah. They're always, like, really sad songs. I don't know why. Uh, Also located in the courtyard would be the Airfield Tower, the Brown Derby Restaurant, the Sci-Fi Dine-In, and the Hollywood Hacienda Gift Shop. On the left-hand side, guests would stroll down a colorful road and encounter Walt Disney feature animation Paris's campus, where they would enter a recreation of the Disney MGM Studios Magic of Disney Animation Exhibit. That's a lot of times to say Disney. Uh, Beyond that, a small square housed buildings for a special effects demonstration, superstar uh, television, and monster sound show. And up ahead was the entrance to the tram tour. But before we head up on the tram tour, we could catch a bite at the soundstage restaurant or enjoy Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playground adventure, both imports once again. Further to the right, we can enter the New York Harbor backlot set with two attractions, Dick Tracy's Gangster Shootout, a copy of the planned Crime Stoppers attraction that we actually talked about last year, and of course the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. Both attractions will be highlighted by a waterfront setting with ships in a faux harbor as trams would bustle through. This area would have also many plots left for future expansion. The tram tour would take guests through various areas of the actual intended production backlot. 
Now, that's a very important thing. Yes, Disney MGM Studios, they kind of gave up on it, but they were still hoping here that they would actually get production up here in like middle of nowhere outside of paris yeah i guess television was their hope or like european productions maybe probably yeah Yeah. i i don't know uh so they would go into the production backlot they would go past sound stages costuming prop warehouse and even inside a sound stage of an unknown exciting event kind of like uh like king kong on the on the tram tour at universal gotcha uh they would go also go into catastrophe canyon which would also be cloned there uh through new york harbor sets alongside guests and into a small underground tunnel where would they would then come out of and encounter a jungle set from george of the jungle disney's 1997 release featuring brendan fraser this summer that's your dog the king of the jungle <laughs> is falling in love <laughs> george, george george of the jungle strong as he can be i give you the king of the jungle <laughs> you seen George of the Jungle? No. no. Is that the one where he goes to New York? Yes. Okay, I've seen, like, I think I've seen bits and pieces. And I don't John, know why. Yeah, John Cleese voices uh, a gorilla, and oh, really? uh, Leslie Mann is in it. And I, I, it's actually kind of a childhood favorite. It's kind of funny. If you ever seen the GIF online where it's the three dudes and they're like, Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> I just sent you the GIF on Twitter. Oh, okay. Let's see. Let's see this. What the hell? This isn't from like a 1960s. No, it's from George of the Jungle. Oh, I always looked at that and thought it was from like a television show from like Britain in like the 60s. It just looks really bad. It just, it, well, it's because the the quality has been drastically sized down. But yeah, True. The, the zooming out though looks weird. It looks like TV. Poor Brendan right. Fraser. It's, it's, I still like the movie. It's such a silly movie. Uh, so then they would return back to the station after a nearly 45-minute long adventure through the park and the back lot. Disney MGM Studios Europe was planned to be nearly twice as large as the original Orlando Park and even had models built and plans fully enforced. So what, what are your feelings about this clone? I mean, it, it, yeah, you just hit it right on the head. It's a, it's a clone. It's a clone mm. and it's the least interesting parts of Hollywood studios. I always really? Thought. Okay. So what are the most interesting parts to you? Like when I was younger, the most interesting parts of Hollywood studios. And I, of course, reminder that I grew up in the sorcerer oh. Mickey head age of Hollywood mm. studios. Yeah. But it was, of course, it was star tours. It was the bigger attractions. Oh, okay. Twilight that came later. And yeah. Rock, rock and, and roller coaster. coaster. Right, yeah. um, the great movie ride. Of course, I really liked. So that, that does seem like a, a saving grace here. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot of emphasis as I'm sure there was when Hollywood studios opened on the sound stages. And I'm, that always confused me even in Florida because I didn't as a kid I didn't care. Yeah. I was a bit I was like, I don't I don't know any of these shows. They're all on ABC. Well and I don't when watch you were ABC. A kid, wasn't it Millionaire? I don't or remember. Was that. it was it I mean at Midway Mania opens up in two thousand eight. So I remember going on Midway Mania. Okay, that's in the sound stages. Yes. And that then, was over but yeah. Then the captain the Jack Sparrow thing was briefly in the third soundstage, which then became I remember that. the third Midway Mania. I remember when that was Narnia. 
Right, right, right. So, but I also, I mean, I also, I had been to Star Wars weekends like really early, like five, right. maybe okay. 2005. So when I was young, you know, what drew me to Hollywood Studios was not anything here. I, I don't really get the idea of going to working sound stages that aren't in California. In Florida, I really don't get it, but I guess TV is produced all over. Mm-hmm. In Europe, I understand it even less right. because I don't think they have the same, correct me if I'm wrong, cinephiles and telephiles out there. But I don't, is that telephiles? Is that what you'd call it? Uh, I don't know I don't what think, you would call an avid television watcher. Uh, yeah, it's we, a great one point. Day, <laughs> one day when streaming hey, is well, replaced, we're going to have streamophiles. Television is now cinema and we're in peak TV era. So oh, that's maybe you right, could just yeah. call them cinephiles. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I would, but you Twin could do Peaks? that. If you enjoy Twin Peaks, could that that's be a, that's a movie. something a cinephile would do? That's a movie. That's not oh, a TV. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm on the, uh, 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 yeah, I'm on the that's a movie train. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I, an episodic movie. Very. Episodic. I mean, look, I would say that like there's good TV. I, hold on. I, I'm get, We're getting off track. I'm going to yeah. end up talking about why I didn't watch The Mandalorian. I would go to one of these sound stages at this Hollywood Studios thingy if they had like a volume. I don't know. I, I I guess maybe the culture was different. I just don't know how attractive the sound stage is. But so far, there doesn't seem like there's very much here that I would find interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess the Dick Tracy ride, right? Yeah. Well, that was the thing. You just said it like the volume, which is several years after this. Yeah, it would take like forty years for anyone yeah. or thirty years I, for anyone I, to care. I would. I, I think that's actually something that should have now at Disney Hollywood Studios. Oh, sure. Take out, take out Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. Nobody gives a crap about that. The problem with the... Oh, my God. I forgot that was put, open. Put in the volume. Did you see that Disney World finally got uh, Mando and Grogu like out of the blue? I did. Yeah, I saw that. I saw him in Disneyland. Oh, yeah? It was, it was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it was, I'll see him soon. Yeah. It was like um, when I was a kid, I played a lot of Club Penguin. And when mm-hmm. they would have little mascots that would come around and the servers would crash because people would just start following them. And I was always like, you met, you saw them. Like, why are you chasing them around? Like, what is, what is the point? I wonder if people try to grab the Grogu animatronics. So they do. They did at least when I was there. Oh my God. So there was this like, uh, my girlfriend and I were just walking through Galaxy's Edge Uh and we, because my mother had wanted to see it and she didn't end up seeing it because there's no like times. It's just whatever. So walk around. Uh-huh. So I was walking around. I saw the Mandalorian. People were like following. Like it was like an entourage. It was oh weird. My God. It, it, they, they, they just walk around behind him. Like mm-hmm. they want to just be in his circle for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And then people were taking pictures. And I think this woman reached over to touch the baby Yoda, the Grogu or whatever. <laughs> I would like to see the baby. I he <laughs> then the, the the handler was like, don't touch. And they kicked her away. And they made the kid go away. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's like a pretty expensive piece of tech, right? I guess yeah. in their pocket. So like, come I on, just, leave it alone. It just cracks me up that they would make it like to where it's like able to be touched by guests, but I guess they can't have him like on his back because that would probably hurt his back. More. Yeah, they they're yeah. probably the handler is like controlling the little yeah, guy, the little guy in there. Oh, like I mean, like, you have to wonder how much that thing weighs. Like, oh, absolutely. I can't right. imagine it's that big because I think the head is the only thing that moves. Big. Yeah, it can't be that heavy, but I imagine it would be well, heavier if it was on his back. Than it I would. got one of those. Uh, my mom got one of those little animatronic grogu toys that they just came out with where like you rub the head and it blinks and stuff like that and that honestly is pretty lightweight and pretty versatile so i imagine this is heavier 
because yeah. it looks a little nicer, but it, it really wasn't. It doesn't look like the most technologically mm-hmm. impressive thing in the world. But right. the thing is, is it's weird. You know, you I guess like any environment, there's going to be celebrities. But mm-hmm. Mandalorian is basically a celebrity in, yes. in, in Galaxy's Edge. People just walk around and follow him and like take pictures with him. It's like if I don't know what it would be like. It would be like if you ran into Beyonce <laughs> at Disneyland. Like, yeah. So that's Disney MGM Studios Europe. I think they built which... Galaxy's Edge here. At Disney uh, Jam Studios, you're well, We're going to get to it. We're going to oh, get to that. We're yeah, going to get yeah. to that. Okay. So why wasn't it built? Euro Disneyland opened during a French recession. And while the park was technically successful, the hotel sat empty, causing a gigantic money sink. This caused Disney MGM Studios Europe to be initially delayed to 1996 with a 1994 groundbreaking until Frank Wells' shocking death in April 1994. In addition, financial problems continued to spiral out of control for the Parisian park and Eisner, without his partner, started pumping the brakes on many projects of the Disney decade. This, of course, included Disney MGM Studios Europe, which was indefinitely delayed. However, they still contractually had to get a park opened by 2002. In 1999, plans were revived for the park, now called Walt Disney Studios Paris, as MGM contested Disney's naming rights and revoked their use to only the Florida park until, of course, when it expired in 2008. The budget was drastically reduced 72% from $2.3 billion to $646 million. Jeez. And what's crazy about this is, I do not know how. How much do you think Disney's California Adventure cost? Isn't it upwards of a billion dollars? Or I know the refurb was like nearly that, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How much so, do you think it cost? I would say $1.5 Okay, so... The entire project of Disney's California Adventure, as it opened in 2001, cost $1.2 billion. Okay. That's, okay. Wow. So right, half right, right, of right. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Uh, I took your... Hold on. The entire project, what that included was the parking garages, oh. downtown Disney, Grand Californian, the Esplanade, and the new entryway to Harbor Boulevard. Also, it included Disney's California Adventure. Disney's California Adventure cost just a little over $600 million. Oh, that makes more sense. This park somehow costs more than Disney's California Adventure. Yeah, they didn't use that budget too well. I don't know how. The park that would open in three years as Walt Disney Studios Park in March 2002, it was beating that 10-year mark only by less than a month. And there's the shiny concept art for the Walt Disney Studios Park, which is hiding a lot. <laughs> the park had certain aspects of the original plan alive, such as an indoor Hollywood Boulevard. But this one is much tackier and less grand, using a lot of ideas from Disney's California Adventure. However, the rest of the park was far smaller, with guests being able to walk from one end of the park to the other in less than 10 minutes. Jeez. (laughs) 10 minutes! Look at that thing. That's the map for Walt Disney Studios Park in 2002. That's so tiny. It's like a land. It's tiny. It's so small. Attractions included an Aladdin-themed spinner, an art of Disney animation walkthrough attraction, a black light puppet show named Animagique, 
a Disney television tour, the Armageddon special effects attraction, which some claim is one of the worst Disney attractions ever made. It's like you go into this like small circular space where uh, there's a bunch of screens and some Mm. fire and that's it. It's bad. Rock and Roller Coaster again, featuring Aerosmith for now. Lights, Motors, Action, Stunt Show, and this is where it debuted. And a truly horrible studio tram tour that had guests drive through a prop boneyard, go to Catastrophe Canyon, and visit the sets from Rain of Fire. Do you remember Rain of Fire? This summer, vertical one up. The plan is set. 1,600 yards, closing fast. The arsenal has been assembled. Get ready to rock and roll. Each other! And they've got one chance. To take back their world. Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale. Reign of Fire. That sounds really familiar. It's a dragon movie from 2001. Oh. Yeah, bad. The one bright spot was the Jerry Rees-directed Cinemagique, a film attraction that combines special effects and live actors in which Martin Short is taken from a boorish American in the audience into running through film history. Are you familiar with Cinemagique? I've heard of it. I've definitely seen little bits and pieces. It's the only thing that I've ever heard commended from this park. It is Um, very adorable. It's so well shot. It's okay. So Martin Short, it's basically he's like a live actor in the audience. And he obviously the actor has his um, face turned away from the audience. So, you know, you don't reveal that's obviously not Martin Short. But then like he's like taking a phone call and the characters on screen get pissed. So like there's a magician on the screen from this old timey movie and he transports Martin Short into the movie. And then they perfectly recreate him in all of these film scenes. And there's some really, really, really neat effects in it. I highly recommend people check it out uh, on YouTube. You can't see it in the park anymore. It's long closed, but very much recommend to watch that. That's very cute. Mm -hmm. The park was an immediate flop and steps were taken to improve it immediately. Tower of Terror was added in 2008. Uh, The Ratatouille attraction opened in 2014, the same one that opened in Epcot. And of course, Tower of Terror, that's the one from California Adventure. Uh, Some more flat rides and eventually the park got a full overhaul with Avengers Campus replacing Rock and Roller Coaster in Armageddon, a Toy Story Land, a Lagoon, and a Frozen Land. It was also supposed to include Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but that got canceled. So all they're getting for now is the Frozen Land. Also like a Rapunzel spinning attraction, apparently. God uh, damn. I know, right? Put some money into this. <laughs> However, this also meant taking the existing tram tour and retrofitting it into one of the worst Disney attractions ever made, Cars Road Trip. Are you familiar with Cars Road Trip? Yes, we've talked about it extensively. Yes. It's and, crap. <laughs> it's hilarious. Look at that little truck right there. Smiling as he's about to crotch on fire. <laughs> it's so funny and it's so terrible if you've ever seen a video of it. Oh, it looks so bad. Sadly, it it's not good. But this is the part where we ask what if. What if Disney MGM Studios Europe was built instead of Walt Disney Studios Paris? What what, what do you uh, think? 
Nothing, because it's because it's crap too. I don't know. Like it, it, it doesn't look that interesting. The planned one. I guess it had double the budget, right? Mm-hmm. Or triple, triple the budget. I mean, it, it had more to work with for sure. I, I, I guess it had more. But like, what was it actually there? I mean, you you actually have attractions there, like Superstar Television and the Grand Movie Palace. You know, obviously you have a tram tour again, but it's a much more sizable tram tour. And you have the, the Dick Tracy Crime Stoppers attraction, which let's just say we're talking about the what if, you know, obviously that attraction doesn't end up happening. Right. And so what may have gone there instead, maybe they would have built Tower of Terror instead with like a more sizable budget. I mean, this all comes in the regard that if this this happened, obviously Disneyland Paris was successful and that would have definitely been made a huge change in things. I think we still haven't been back to the redo this, but we were on Jalen's podcast on an episode that was never released where we talked about like what if Disneyland Paris was successful? Do you remember? Was that? that never released? That was never released because we were gonna do a part two and we never got around to it. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I thought it was released all this time. I don't know. I don't pay yeah. attention to any of that mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, this this would have been one of the the things that would have happened if it was successful. Yeah, and. Well, you know, they didn't build all those hotels and stuff like that. This would have been, I mean, this would have been made. And I think it would have been, it would have been better for this resort for sure. Look, from like an objective outside standpoint, it would go from in the current day, we have a shitty park. And in this hypothetical universe, it would be a bare bones copy of Hollywood Studios. Okay. Like there's no, I don't, I, whether if this was built, I think. What you would get is, wow, this is like Hollywood Studios, but worse. Except for that great movie ride. And frankly, you probably wouldn't even get Cinema Geek, right? You probably just wouldn't get it. Maybe not. Oh, you're right. You're right on that. Because if you had infinite budget, a theater show is like so much cheaper and shoddier. Can I ask, do you like Disney's Hollywood Studios? Not really. Okay, you don't. No. I mean, even in the current state, I think it's more interesting than... It was when it opened. There's like thematic okay. things that I like about Hollywood Studios. Okay, it's it's, it's, it's you, classic. Do you ever but... like? It is my question, I guess. Not not really. It, okay. it, you know, the draw for Hollywood Studios for me when I was younger was always that the 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 facades were neat. The Muppet area is cute. Star Tours is great. I like mm-hmm. the Great Movie Ride and mm-hmm. Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower Terror are the two most interesting uh, like thrill rides on the on the property or were for a very long time right, yeah right mm-hmm. um i it, the the whole backlot stuff never really spoke to me because it doesn't okay. feel real right, it's not right. you know, it it's not really, really a backlot mm-hmm. it's tv <laughs> right. well and that's kind of the thing it's like I, I, eisner even proposed this to to the oriental land company and he was like well would you be interested in this in a second park and they went, no, we want another Disneyland. This is not another Disneyland. And then they made a pass at it with right. a Godzilla proposal. What if we had Godzilla? And they're like, no, we want another Disneyland. That's not another Disneyland. And the reason why, as Eisner thought this was a great idea. We talked about the Disney MGM Studios backlot two months ago. And right. that, of course, was what, you know, a part of it that it was like, this is such a great concept. We can build these cheaply. We can build these really fast. 
And everybody loves, you know, he didn't see like the making of DVDs coming and stuff like that. Everybody loves this kind of crap. So like, why not? Well, it's it's peak synergy. Like you, people make fun of JPEG for synergy, but like JPEG was always big on let's take this successful property and put it in the park. I don't think he ever had the idea of, well, we have surface area and we need to make things. Why not kill two birds with one stone and build the studios in a place where people are going to pay to come and look at them and right. call that an attraction? Mm-hmm. It is cheap. I, I think, well, it also comes from Eisner's background. I mean, he works in film at Paramount for so long, and he's just, he's so invested in that movie-making background that when it's like the idea is like, it's all about movie-making, he's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Everybody would love this, right? Because that's what I would love. And I think that that's a, a big part of it. Also, it's cheap. Yeah, I think I'm maybe a bit more cynical than you are. I think it's just cheap. <laughs> because the, the great movie ride is the love of movies and also not cheap. Okay. You know, that's that's true. But the thing is, is that the only thing is, I, I would actually argue that the great movie ride is a little cheaper than you might one might think. I mean, you have to at least build animatronics. Well, there's the animatronics, but a a lot of those sets had a small, flatter dimension to them. Very detailed, but they had a smaller, flatter dimension because the idea is that they were film sets. It wasn't as immersive as anything else. It still had this fakeness to it. And that was that was by intent, but it still did. It was it was very ambitious and very inventive. But at the same time, there was there's sort of a step back in in all of it. And I would argue that Tower of Terror is the first ride. I I guess Star Tours, but not really. Tower of Terror is really the first ride that really tries to immerse you in a setting. Sure. Yeah. No, I I see what you mean. Mm -hmm. But the only thing that makes me think about it is I, I think that this this park, Disney MGM Studios Europe is at least a far nicer palette to work with than Walt Disney Studios Park right now. But the problem is that every time they try to refurbish a park in Paris, they blow it. Like, I guess in reality, regardless of whether they have more to work with, they just can't handle it. They, they, they don't, I don't think they know what they're doing. Like, no version of Disney Studios Paris has been good. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, right. even, even the original one that they're proposing is just MGM with fewer things. Or is, is it exactly the same size or is it smaller? Oh, no, it's bigger, right? It's bigger. It's bigger. Yeah. So you're you're taking the you're taking what is there at Hollywood Studios. Basically, I think they would be faced with the same problem, like regardless. They would be faced with the same problem that's facing Hollywood Studios, which mm-hmm. is what do we do? Like this form of entertainment doesn't work on, in the Internet age. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the studios stuff doesn't work, mm-hmm. uh, especially where an internet or television is going down the drain. Uh, so, you know, I do think if they built this version of Hollywood Studios or MGM Studios in Paris, I don't know. I, I, I really feel like there, it just wouldn't provide them any benefit. Like there's nothing there. All the other times right. you've talked about, like, what if something was built? I'm always like, oh, well, well this ride could have been here for a long time. But like we have these rides and they closed. <laughs> I no, you are absolutely correct. Where, I mean, some of them didn't get built at all, obviously. Right. The only thing that I think is listed on here that is still running is Indy? Indiana Jones Spectacular? Yeah, and isn't the the, uh, Hollywood Bowl kind of what the Phantasmic Theater is? It's not the same. No, no, no. That's not the Phantasmic Theater. You're thinking of the quickie one that they built that houses Beauty and the Beast? That's right. I think you're right. 
yeah, that's that's similar to that. But I think this would be neater because this would be all indoors. Yeah. No, the indoor stuff is really neat. And they did end up building it, if not like kind an of. awful yeah, shoddy yeah, version yeah. of it. Shoddy version, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't see. I, I'm not mesmerized by this. I, okay. I'd love to hear your defense of it. But I, I have a hard time saying what if because I saw what if. it's They did it here. And I, I also think that if Parisian audiences were having a tough time with Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney, anything they did studios wise, uh-huh. which makes me, which is why I think I'm as cynical as I am about Eisner building these studio parks is that they're, it wasn't working in Paris and they still cheaped out on the next park. Like well, it was not, it's cheap, because cheap. they had to, they had to build this park. They had to build another park. They didn't have to build this park, did they? No, maybe you're right. You're right. They had to build a park and they were in a jam. So this is what they pulled together. The cheapest thing they could possibly. Exactly. So it's like, what if, I I don't know, Disney Studios Paris would still be a failure. Like it would still, it would still be not interesting. You know, you, you, I have like a lot of nostalgia for Hollywood Studios in the United States. But like stepping back, I do think Hollywood Studios is becoming a more interesting park for most audiences. And, I think the same thing would have to happen here. Okay. And you don't think that it was more likely to happen with Disney MGM Europe than it is for Disney Walt Disney Studios Park? Well, I don't see any reason why the problem that I think is be, they're being faced with right now is just poor management, poor management and poor decisions. Like if they, they wanted are. to expand studios, they could. I don't see any reason why they could. No, you're, no, you're absolutely correct. No, you're uh, right. They could do the same thing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the problem is like, but here's the thing. What are they building? I've been to Sci-Fi Dine-In. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> like Aww, that it's like it's it's cute, it's classic. It's yeah. not the concept art brilliance that would save mm-hmm. Disney Studios. Right. Um oh, I understand. the on, the only thing that I think would maybe is the great movie ride. Mm-hmm. That'd be a pretty good basis. It'd be a big nice attraction. I but think... I wonder how culturally that would go okay. over. They already it... hate Disney. Okay, you want my defense? Yes, yeah, sure. Okay. So, here's my defense. Okay. When Disney MGM Studios opens up in Hollywood, it's a major success. That is an objective fact. You want to agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So what did they immediately do with Disney MGM Studios in Florida? They immediately started to expand, which is what this entire series is about. They chose Hmm. to expand it with three, immediately chose three projects. None of which happened because they're all on this series. Uh, Muppet Studios, Roger Rabbit Hollywood, and Mickey's Movie Land. They also choose to build the restaurants. They choose to add on, add on, add on, add on. And would you agree that the eventual add-ons that were made added to the park in a positive way? Uh, did the add-ons improve the park is your question? That is, that is correct, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I in, insofar that, if I may assume your conclusion a little bit, insofar that this original park may have been more successful and a success leads to expansion while a failure leads to dormancy. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. Kind of, I, kind of. That's almost kind of what I'm going for. Okay, keep going. Keep going. But, but except for Great Movie Ride to Runaway Railway. Would you say that every single move that they've made with Disney's Hollywood Studios has been a good one? Um, I think they probably could have not lost the streets of America, but yeah, generally. Okay. Generally, right. I think they just make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. They, they've been good. Something needed to change. Whether or not what they changed it with was good enough. Okay. The thematic cohesion's off, but yeah, there was improvements made to the park's activity general interest yeah Mm -hmm. now the way that they did it is that they did it in a positive way 
when Disney Studios Park opens, okay, this is what this is what Bruce Vaughn said, and this is direct from the Imagineering story. California Adventure looked great compared to Paris Second Gate. The first time I went to Paris Second Gate, it was after hours, no kidding, for the first 10 minutes I'm walking through and I was like, when are we gonna be in the park? And he turned to me and he goes, you're in the park. And I'm like, I'm on stage? He goes, you're on stage? I'm like, this looks backstage. It's a bunch of gray warehouses. He goes, yeah, it's like supposed to be like a studio. But again, it was this notion of, ah, the people, the, the guests will buy it. This is what a studio really looks like. The guests, they just want, you know, and it's like talking yourself in at the highest levels of the guests, the guests will just buy this stuff. And obviously the guests did not buy this stuff at all. Mm. Like immediately, like, like surveys are just terrible immediately. Right. But it's 2002, March 2002. Now, what has happened approximately six months prior to this? Okay. Yeah, of course. I mean, tourism is way down. Exactly. 9-11 happens. Okay. Not only is Disney like frugal, but they're even more pressured to be frugal. So what do they do? to spruce this up they make bad decisions yeah and they end up doing what's called putting lipstick on a pig and they do the toon studios idea and it's awful it's terrible it doesn't work whatsoever and they just start putting things in yeah i like gratitude it's cute but it makes no sense it makes no goddamn sense agreed what it's doing there Okay. And again, all these decisions are just haphazard and they're, they make no sense up until, okay, we want to replace Cinemagique. Let's replace it with a Marvel show. Okay. Why not? Let's do that. We need Toy Story. Okay. Let's do Toy Story Playland. Yeah. All right. And it feels like Disney MGM Studios in Florida. It was successful, but they were also kind of smart on what they did and how they treated it and how they tweaked things. And it never felt like in Disney MGM Studios, they were just adding on for the hell of adding on. Everything felt very smart and very controlled. The only kind of smart thing they did in Walt Disney Studios Park was probably Tower of Terror, just barely. Because, you know, that's just the most obvious duh decision. Mm -hmm. But overall, everything in there was just trying to shove anything out of wall. Whereas Disney MGM Studios, it felt like they really thought about it. And we know we thought they thought about it really hard because we have the proof of it. And the proof is everything we just talked about. That's all the proof. They they really thought about it very hard. And for various reasons, these things fell off. We talked about the Creature's Choice Awards. And yeah, you didn't like the Creature's Choice Awards, <laughs> but at least it was a it was a thought process like maybe this, maybe that, maybe this. And throwing out anything that might be good, but they didn't just put it in instead of just like going, okay, approved, do it, approved, do it. And it's almost kind of this almost the same thing that they did with California Venture for a while, which was just lipstick on a pig stuff. Until Iger finally like put his foot down and committed and they completely redid the park. But that still has problems in it, as you very well know. And it feels like with Disney MGM Studios, at least with the more problematic and outdated elements, they kind of were able to wash those away and sort of kind of cleanly put in things in the back. And while they're they're attempting that with Walt Disney Studios Par Park, I always call it Walt Disney Studios Paris, whatever. While they're trying that, the problem is that they are 
not addressing the problem, which is the rest of the park kind of sucks. Uh, here, Avengers Campus is at least nice, but it's too small. And then they're right. doing the lagoon thing, and there's just not enough there to, to put in. And there's still all these big problems with, you know, the Toon Studios garbage. And at least I think what Disney MGM Studios Paris or Europe, whatever, again, so confusing. At least that would have led to more natural thought of improving this park, of adding onto this park, of eventually what to do with this park. Okay. So that's that's my defense. You convinced me that this would be a better choice than the than the original one then right. sorry than the current one excuse me right. and, and that's that's really what i'm defending i'm not saying that okay that this was the only way they should have gone i'm not saying they, that. sure i'm saying that this was the better of the two outcomes sure so with regard to build it or not my answer is build it but with regard to what if my answer is i don't know nothing right. probably right understood. <laughs> like understood but we have to yeah. consider what if this was built not what if they decided to go with something totally different True. If, if this yeah. was built it would probably be a better it would give better legs to disney disney paris to euro disney mm-hmm. yeah it might have improved foot traction it probably would have had to have been significantly replaced when the soundstage studio plan didn't work out just like it didn't work out in the states it, it would probably be more pleasant to look at it would be yeah it would be less concrete and gray mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, it, all around, this would be a better park than the current one. Right. But I do think it would be better insofar that Hollywood Studios was better than if they built Disney Studios in America, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, I'm right. glad they built Hollywood Studios instead of a cheapo like Disney Studios. So mm-hmm. by, necessi- by necessity, I'm disappointed they built Disney Studios instead yeah. of Disney's MGM Studios Paris. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of the thing is like, I'm disappointed they built California Adventure instead of Westcott. That that may be true, but also it's, you know, the fact is, is that that's kind of what we're stuck with. And now we kind of have to deal with it. And I'm glad of what they've done with California Adventure. Yeah. Uh, well, not everything, but not yeah. everything, but for the most part, Pixar like, Pier and San Francisco and oh my gosh, frankly, Avengers Campus is bad. Yeah. So, I mean, the uh, DCA has had its fair share of developments that I don't agree with, but sure, I, I suppose if Westcott had been there, no, well, that that's a little different because basically I think Disney Studios is no different than Disney MGM Studios Paris. Okay. Just worse. Just you know worse. I mean? Yeah, like it's worse. Yeah. It's not like there was a creative new idea like Westcott that was shafted mm-hmm. for a cheaper, but still yeah. very different idea like DCA. Mm-hmm. You know, Disney Studios Paris just sucks. And Disney MGM Studios Paris would have definitely been an improvement. It had more surface area for one. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if Ratatouille would have been pushed as hard had they built Disney MGM Studios Paris. <laughs> so, so that's a great point <clears throat> because it's the what if, what if this happen we don't get ratatouille and epcot probably not and i'm fine with that um (laughs) oh it could have been worse it could have been far worse yeah different ip aladdin in morocco that's just, is that even right? Is that just racism? Is that does it Aladdin take place in in a? Oh, I guess Arendelle isn't real either. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I I think that yeah the 
lose not having the Ratatouille ride seems like the most probable outcome with regard to how the world would change today. Yeah, it's uh, internationally, mm-hmm. uh, locally in Paris, I would imagine they would just have more attractions. <laughs> they would have more to do. I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't. If someone told me like they were planning a trip to Walt Disney World and they're like, oh, what do you like at Walt Disney World? I'd probably say, well, Magic Kingdom is the classic. Epcot has great rides and great food. Animal Kingdom is exciting. And yeah, I guess you could spend some time at Hollywood Studios. (laughs) That's kind of my go to. So when you when the question is, hey, what if we built in Paris the original Hollywood Studios? My response (laughs) would be, well, okay. Sure. So it's a little hard for me to get as excited, but yeah, you're you're right, and I shouldn't be so negative compared to Walt Disney Studios Paris. Yeah, this is just I don't know, infinitely more interesting. Mm. Okay, so you already give your build it or not? I'll say build it just because I want to see how bonkers that great movie ride version would. Be. Oh sure, I'd love to see that. I would. Yeah. That's the one thing I would love to would love to see. Definitely, I would um, love to see just a European only. You know, go away, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Go away, Singing in the Rain. Mary Poppins. Mary who? Well, you might be able to keep Mary Poppins. I mean, was it filmed in London? I don't think so. Here's the thing. I'm sure that, like, with enough time, that ride would become exactly what Disney's doing with, like, Harmonious and shit like that. (laughs) Oh, that's going away, right? Harmonious is going away. Did they announce a replacement? Uh, For now, it will be Epcot forever. And uh, a replacement is coming. (laughs) A replacement is eventually coming. I don't know if anybody really wins. I think people who want to take photos of the lagoon win. True. Yeah, they're just going to take a big sledgehammer to those things. Barges, yeah, they're going away. They're going away for good. Yeah, I mean, why not? Sure, why not build it compared to the crap there now? Yeah. You lose literally nothing. It's true. I guess Cinemagic, but... Cinemagic is cute, but I would much rather see this great grand movie palace thing. Yeah. And I would much rather that the French... We have a nice park to go see, a nicer park to see, rather than the garbage that they currently have. No, that that yeah, that would be just that's just that's called charity. Is to yes, give them something exactly good. right. Um, and what so, what do the French uh, love more than Americans giving them charity? Yeah, no, frankly, the newspapers that were like Disney shits on our culture and is a is a crap art well, and it's crap. Yeah, that's why I, I'm, to be honest, I do hesitate to say that this park would be a good build. I think it would be more salt in the wound if you were like, hey, I know you hate us for all of the commercialist bullshit we the do. Orig- I think the original park was enough of an insult. Yeah. The Walt Disney Studios park that was eventually built, that was more of an insult. That was that's, just like, oh, screw uh, That was just like, we're not thinking about you. It's inoffensive, yeah. inoffensive with regard to the way it handled the art and garbage. If you had like, if, if one ticket it covered both parks it wouldn't be that bad but i think yeah. it's a separate entry fee it is yes it is. which is absurd but i mean with regard to disneyland paris disney has just been doing nothing but ruining that park so yeah. okay well uh do you have any other more thoughts on disney mgm studios europe no i want to say though i want to say this because we're nearing the end of our hooray for hollywood and it's also the oscars is coming up right yes it is. um if any, anyone who's listening who's listened this far uh I, I i'm allowed five seconds on my bandstand says ryan go to hulu you too ryan go to hulu or unless you're in outside of the united states then you go to disney plus okay and you watch this 38 minute short by alice Rohrwasher called les Poupées. okay uh, and it's a uh, a little italian short okay. about like kids who live in a nunnery and is it's this, really, uh, live action or animated it's short? live action and live it was action produced part. by disney 
Okay. And is it nominated? It is nominated for one of the live action award for oh, okay. the Oscars. It, it is like, it was, I was at the, um, I went and saw all of the shorts. It was oh. like an eight hour marathon oh at, at the movie theaters. And this, the Disney logo came up and I was like, oh my goodness. I had no clue that they, I guess like one of the European branches of Disney funded this. I don't know why, mm-hmm. or maybe 21st century Fox or 20th century yeah. Fox funded it. And they just like, are stuck with it and they had to put it out but it's this like 38 minute short it's really cute and if you uh if you want to see a uh, uh some good european filmmaking we were talking mm-hmm. about the great movie ride in europe the european great movie ride b something that disney produced and c you can at your oscars party tell your friends that you saw all the shorts when you really didn't <laughs> i saw that why no you didn't no, i didn't i saw that yeah sure and you saw the triangle sadness too no i didn't mm-hmm. see that yeah there's like two movies i didn't see on the os the whole oscars things this year and it was uh i didn't see all quiet and i didn't see triangle sadness you couldn't okay. pay me to see those I, I i don't think i could make it through all quiet on the western front i was like, oh, oh. Would, i would be asleep five minutes in yeah i'm yeah yeah Sorry. it's also on netflix and i don't watch netflix Hooray for Hollywood. <laughs> well, anyways, go if you're an Oscar voter, go vote for Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? Uh, what? What would be more offensive to you, voting for Avatar or voting for Top Gun Maverick? The offensive vote for me would be voting for everything everywhere all at once. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> Which is probably going to win, you know. Um. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I, ta- I don't know. There's a lot of old white it, guys in the it Oscars. Won it won SAG. It won it. The directors get. It won everything. Top Gun is going to be the sleeper win. <laughs> well, I. I mean, I thought Fablemans was going to win, but I think it's going to be everything. I. My vote is for the Fablemans. That movie rocks. That movie's it, awesome. It Everyone awesome. should go see that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they could All show right. you that movie at. Well, they couldn't show it to you there. They can't really show you any of this. What, what anything nominated from Europe that would go in the European Great Movie Ride? Mm. All Quiet on the Western Front. I think it's from Europe, right? Triangle yeah. Sadness. Triangle Sadness. Yeah. Did you see Elvis? Uh, yes, and I hated it. It's awesome. What are you talking I hate, about? I hate Baz Luhrmann. I, I love him. I hate Baz Luhrmann too. Baz Luhrmann. I I was watching it. I was doing work like on my laptop, oh, and I had to stop working. I was so. Oh, this is great, but man. <laughs> no, you're wrong. I like the part where so Tom Hanks goes, and his life was like a Hollywood movie. And then it starts, <laughs> the clip art starts coming on the screen, and it plays a mix of uh, Viva Las Vegas and uh, Toxic by Britney Spears. Oh my God. I hate that movie so much. That movie's awesome. You, no, I just, no. See, uh, this is how Hooray for Hollywood ends. Yeah. <laughs> With disagreeing over Hollywood schlock. Yeah. No, no, the classic Hollywood movie. Elvis is great. I think that at the end of Hooray for Hollywood, I've learned a lot about Disney and not being able to make <laughs> any rides <laughs> pertaining to Hollywood. You know what the shame is? Is that throughout all of this, they never tried to make a Rocketeer ride. No. <laughs> they never even pretended for once that that was going to be a success. No, I, I don't think they like pretend that the Rocketeer exists. Right, because they have the the oh, one thing that they have at the park like, is yeah. the popcorn spinner. They, right? they have well, they have the uh, in California Adventure. They have his suit. Where in one of the department stores? Oh, that's right. You are correct. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness! But, uh, watch the Rocketeer. It's on Disney Plus. Jennifer Connelly is a babe in it. It's amazing. What? Movie. Oh my gosh! What did you, you just say? Jennifer Connelly. 
Did you just say Jennifer Connelly's a babe in it? it? Oh my gosh, yes, she is. <laughs> go is watch it. This is a PC yeah, podcast. Go, go watch it and say that she isn't. Ryan will not be taken down by the woke warriors. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it also has an amazing score by uh, James Horner. So, yeah. I'm scrolling through our, our Twitter to look at the Hooray for Hollywood videos we've done. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. never built any of these. Well, yeah. at the end of this. Well, that, that's kind of our podcast. Yeah, so. it's, it's a great point. You know, of all the things we talk about, how come none of them are ever built? Because they're all bad. If that's why. I yeah. I I like a lot of them. Yeah, I like too. the 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 little Mickey Mouse one where they goofy flashes the audience. <laughs> that I like is that true. one. That is very true. Well, uh, welcome everyone to Hollywood. You can go watch <laughs> Haunted Mansion in theaters on July. 20. Can we get like an advertisement for that? You should email Disney and see if oh we can. Oh my gosh, we can, we can like, like show little, that little in, in, insert, and you have Owen Wilson that's like in the background. It's like, what are you doing? They're already dead. Yeah, but I'm gonna make them deader. Cut cue for laughter. Come on, laugh. <sighs> I am so excited for. You're gonna have to hear that in theaters. For like no, the I won't. Movies. I'm not gonna go see that. You don't. You're gonna. You're gonna see the trailer. You're gonna oh, see the trailer, right. readers. That's true. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like my favorite thing about Disney movies is how disposable they are nowadays. Because you'll have a bunch of people on Twitter who are like, "This is groundbreaking. This is exciting. I can't wait." And then it comes out, and no one sees it, and then it goes on <laughs> Disney Plus. Like that new like, Little Mermaid. You the, the number Mermaid. of people <laughs> the number of people who are just lying to themselves, saying that it looks good at all, are is hilarious. It looks. It looks so awful and bad. And it's like, if any of the other live action movies were good, I would probably not have anything to say. I've heard that the only good thing about it is uh, the the star, Halle Belly. Yeah, I mean, she she looks like she'd be fine if the movie was lit, Apparently, apparently she's the only good thing about it. (laughs) So, whatever. uh, Yeah, I'd say Melissa McCarthy as Ursula is perhaps one of the most hilarious misfires. Yes, it is. Like, if your only understanding of Ursula is that she's fat, then I guess, like, like Melissa McCarthy's a great actress, and Ursula's mm-hmm. a great character, but the only similarity between them is that they're both fat, and that seems yeah. really offensive. It should have been a drag queen, but whatever. It uh, should have been made. The movie just should, <laughs> shouldn't have been made. <laughs> well, that's true. No, you're, you're absolutely right. But drag queen would have been a good pick. I didn't like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but Disney couldn't it was handle based that. On Divine. That's it the was... original Ursula was based on. You, Divine's dead. Well, and no, I'm just saying, in general, that's why it should be a drag queen. Ursula was based on Divine? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh. That's what Howard Ashman based on. Yeah. Howard Ashman didn't make Ursula. He He's the one. I'm not joking. He, when he was thinking about the character, that's what but they were He didn't make the character. He actually kind of did. Really? He, like, took a really huge part in, he's like, Sebastian should be Jamaican. Ursula should be, like, Divine. That's what he was doing. Oh, I did. I Maybe I forgot the documentary. You gotta did watch the documentary! The, I did. I saw it. I cried. Maybe I yeah. thought I remember. It's been a while. Well, look, right. I, I trust. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, they just shouldn't have made the movie. Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but we've been, we've been you, jabbing along for too long about hollywood movies but thank you so much for joining us for hooray for hollywood we'll be back to a regular episode soon but i have to take a vacation and guess where i'm going i'm going to california going to hollywood I'm gonna go, yeah i am going to hollywood i'm going to universal studios hollywood to enjoy super nintendo world and i'm also going down to disneyland to oh, really enjoy runaway railway and uh, this will be my first time going to avengers campus 
and uh, I'll have a, a nice good time. But that does mean uh, that there will not be a new full episode in two weeks, but we're hoping, well, we might get to you, uh, for you a bonus trip report where I'll just talk about the mm. trip and everything I thought uh. about with Nintendo and all that stuff. And then we'll be back in three weeks of a brand new episode. And on what? Well, you're just going to have to wait and find out to see what that is. Anyways, uh, in the meantime, please follow us on social media on Twitter at UnbuiltPod. You can reach me at Open Mother's Mail and Ryan Dorman at Open the Dorman. Feel free to email us at UnbuiltPod at gmail.com and rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Anchor or wherever you find this podcast. Please write a review and tell us how we're doing. And if you don't like us, thank you for listening to the Important Cinema Club. I'm Justin DeClau. Have a great day, everybody. See ya. And now, Ryan reviews season three, episode one of The Mandalorian. Did you watch <laughs> The Mandalorian? Uh, in, or do you mean like the entire show, just episode? No, one the of the new three. episode. Yeah, and it kind of sucked. Ooh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I love the first two seasons, but this first episode was like so all over the place, and I'm like. What happens? What, was this a narrative? How is this a narrative? Oh. Pretty much Mandalorian is like, hey, I want to become a Mandalorian again. And uh, the armor goes, cool, but you can't. And he's like, well, I'm going to go back to Mandalore and brave in the living water. She's like, cool, you go do that. And so then he goes back to Navarro, asks Carl Weathers for IG-88 or 99 or whatever his thing Taika is. Waititi. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, I want to bring him back to life. And he's like, well, uh, that's going to be kind of hard because he needs this memory chip. But Babu Frick and Babu Frick speed sheets is there. And they're like, just like they were in Rise of Skywalker. They're, they're droid repairs. And they're like, okay, we'll do it if you get this memory chip. And when they're there, I can't believe I'm do- using all this time to describe episode one of the Mandalorian. <laughs> but uh, when they're there, they like run afoul of pirates. So it, then the Mandalorian goes, okay, I want to go to this place. I want to get this chip. And he goes into space and these space pirates go, hey, you killed four of my men. And he's like, okay, Grogu, we're going to go like uh, do a little space battle right now. Cool. We're done. And then he goes back to see Bo-Katan for some reason. And he's like, hey, just let you know, I'm going back to Mandalore. And she's like, okay, I don't give a sh- I don't give a shit. And that's it. That's I, the I episode. thought Bo-Katan hated him because he got the dark saber. Yeah, well, she's mad because they all left her. Like all that her Mandalorian followers left her because she came back without the dark saber. And they said, "Ah, uh, screw this. We don't want to be with you." So she's just salty. And then that's how the episode ends. And it's um, like, the, how was that a narrative? What happened? That was just a series of scenes. The Mandalorian is back, everyone. Oh I, my I would go, god. 